1: You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. All right, Doug Carr, Scott Anderson, 97-1, the ticket open lines, 248-539-9797, Super Bowl 57. I mean, it's a hell of a game. There's a call at the end that it, it just – I don't, I don't want to go overstate that it ruined an otherwise great game, but it did kind of rob us for what would have been a better finish. Uh, ultimately, it was still an entertaining game and lots to lots to talk about and how it impacts us, as we always like to do. And by us, I mean the Detroit Lions, not like Gator and Kang and I. But two four eight five three nine ninety seven ninety seven. 539 Let me ask you a question. Do we take anything from the fact that the leading rusher in the game for Kansas City was a seventh-round pick and that Philly's leading rusher from the running back position, because Jalen Hurts led him in rushing, but was a fifth-round pick? Do we take anything from that? I mean, these are teams at the highest level winning with – you know, we we talk about B. John Robinson, right, being right. on the on the table for the Lions potentially in this draft, and we talk about you know some people have called and said bring back Jamal Williams no matter the cost. Is this is it is this an example of what the NFL is now as it pertains to the running back position?
2: Well, I think it's something that we've said for several years now. You can find running backs throughout the draft. Mm-hmm. You can find receivers throughout the draft. I, this, these are typically deep positions, and it's. It, to me, running the football is more about the offensive line than it is about the running back. There are a few running backs that are truly, truly special backs. No one's going to say is they, uh, uh, Isaiah Pacheco is a special back. No one's going to say that, right? Good. But that offensive line is pretty good, and they can open up holes, and there you go. And then if you've got a guy that can exploit that, that's awesome. Everybody will say Saquon Barkley is special or um, – That there are other running backs that 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 are special, but there's a handful of those guys in there. Otherwise, you got a good offensive line. Anything can happen. Lions have a good offensive line. Yep. Right? Is DeAndre Swift special? I don't think so. No. Is Jamal Williams special?
1: It feels like we're insulting them, but no.
2: Right. And I don't. And I don't mean for it to be insulting. I just I think if you have to be good enough, and and those guys are. But when you have a good offensive line, great things can happen.
3: To me, it says that. What it's always been true, and I think people forget it sometimes, is elite quarterback play trumps all. Okay, so when you have elite quarterback play, you can get away with not having a first round running back, a high price running back, high price weapons. When when the Chiefs lost Tyreek Hill, I think everyone was floored because how 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 explosive that guy was in that offense with Mahomes. They lose him, and they just filled in with guys with Juju, uh, you know, Valdez um, you know. Kadarius Toney, Sky Moore, right? But you only can do that when you have elite quarterback yeah, play. And you don't have to be Mahomes, but you could be Hertz, you could be Burrow, you could be Herbert. I mean, whoever the, you know, Trevor Lawrence, Josh Allen, when you have elite quarterback play, it covers up so much and that's always gonna be the and, the truth in the NFL. And
1: and look, Mahomes is so goes so off script. Nobody plays the position like him. He's so dang good. I'd like to say he plays the game in Latin. Like it's he's the only one that can do what he does. And it's so different than the way everybody else
3: plays the position. He looks like he's from the future. Yeah. And he's been dropped off in yeah. 2023 to play quarterbacks for us to watch.
1: Two four eight, five three nine, ninety seven, ninety seven. Let's go to Victor next here on ninety seven won the ticket. Hello, Victor. Oh, I'm sorry, I went to Cedric. My bad. Uh here you go. Hey Victor. Victor,
2: Victor. are you there? Maybe we'll try Cedric. Yeah, might, maybe we'll go to
1: Cedric. <laughs> All right, Cedric,
0: you're up. What's up, Cedric? Hey, what's up? What's up? Good morning, guys. How are hey. you doing, sir? Okay, so uh, let me first start, say this. Swift, DeAndre Swift is special, and I'm going to leave that alone. And then I'm going <laughs> to say that they missed two big calls early in the game against uh, holding for a uh, shoot running to the kicker. So, in the end, that ref wasn't about to miss another call, even though it was uncatchable ball.
1: Well, holding it doesn't matter if it's uncatchable.
2: And, and there was a play that I thought if the kicker had actually fallen down, that maybe would have gotten a call, but he did everything That's to avoid like, falling down. Oh,
0: please fall. Yeah, he didn't <laughs> fall down. What are you doing? <laughs> he didn't go down. Because I was the only person at my party who bet on Casey.
1: Well, it was a good day for you. Yeah, good, yeah. yeah well, well done for it you. It was a but... big winner. All right, Kang, you said before the break something that teams need to.
3: Start to... practicing and teaching more than they do now, I think. And I think it falls in the category of, you know, at the end of practices or in middle practice, they always carve out times for, like, trick plays or end-of-game scenarios or special teams, right? Mm-hmm. After the, the Chiefs got the call, the holding call, and we kind of knew that what they were going to do. They're going to run out the clock. They handed the ball off to McKinnon, right? Mm-hmm. He gets close to the sidelines. I think you got to start teaching defenders to either push him out of bounds or get him into the end zone. You can't just lay off because yep. guys know now to go down and take a knee. Yep, right. You got to carry him almost, kind of like you're holding him up, okay? You don't yep. let him get and you push him into the end zone like you're kind of tackling him, but you give him that forward momentum. And at worst, you got to get him out of bounds because he went to the <laughs> sideline on his own. And if he at least goes out of bounds, the clock stops, yep. right? No, you're right. The ultimate goal is get him in the end zone. The second goal is get him out of bounds. And I think Bradbury, whoever was over there, those guys kind of just laid off. And he knew. McKinnon's like, oh, they're not tackling me? Right. You know, I got to go down. And he was close, folks. He was, he was so close. Yeah,
2: well, his foot touched the goal line but so,
3: and then and, and step back. I think this is something. I don't know. I'm not in NFL practices every day, of course, but. If it's not emphasized right now, I think you, especially for big games, playoffs, I think you got to just kind of I mean, run through it every now and then so we all know the game situations. Hey, we practice this.
1: It's gotta be part of the let them score play. Yep. Is help them score yes. if you need to. Exactly. You're right. You you're can't right. just
3: count on them to pull a Todd Gurley and just go in the end zone like yep. he did against the Lions. Right? I'll hold him up. Yep. And and usher him in like it's like you're it's a security really, at a bar and this guy's too drunk. Let's get him out over to the <laughs> let's get him out of here. You get one side, I get the other. And he's, in the end zone. Yep, and, and before you know he's in the end zone, he's like, What happened? <laughs> oh God, I'm in the end zone. I drank too much, yeah, right? Like my right. yeah. Uber.
1: Yeah. No, you're right.
3: I'm 100 right. Dan Campbell, you're welcome.
1: Yeah i <laughs> I hope I hope they do practice that because you're you're exactly right. It's it's new. I mean, it's
3: not that new. No, have but it, this is one of those in the things, LA Super yeah. Bowl
1: years ago. But it, but have them.
3: That's got to be part of it.
1: It's part of game strategy. Yes. Game theory is yes. okay. If you're going to let them score, then help them score. If you 97 yes. Two four eight five three nine ninety seven ninety seven. We'll try Victor.
0: Victor, you there? All right, I'm definitely here now. What's up, buddy? You know, I, I'm a regular caller with you guys, and I always wonder just before I call, is this point really worth calling that I have in my head? But I feel like I'm in the conversation sometimes. And what made the difference is, is I'm with my daughter right now. and I got you on speakerphone, and she said she's going to get secondhand embarrassment if I call. So I was like, all right, I'm definitely calling. Yeah. <laughs> I've never heard that term before, secondhand embarrassment. Yeah. You're giving me secondhand embarrassment, Dad. Love it. So check this out. So tell me this is worth mentioning. This is an analogy. <clears throat> I was thinking about the call, right? It's like watching. you're watching this great movie, and it's like a whodunit. And someone stands up just before you figure out or just before they're ready to, you know, tell you who did it. And then someone stands up in the theater and tells, you know. Screams out the person. Okay, that's what this ref did. We're watching this great game, right? And we mm-hmm. don't know what's going to happen. And we're all, and all of a sudden, someone just determines the outcome for us. Yeah. You know, someone just gives. That's what it really felt like. I don't know if it was worth calling on it, But this analogy was. Uh, I just thought to myself, that's how he ruined it. Now, was it still a great game? Absolutely. It still it was a great game. Still a great movie.
1: And I, and I, it I still look. Would have been a great movie. I think it's just unfortunate, Victor, that, you know, the game is very difficult to officiate. I'm not that mad at the ref. It was just a soft call. But as Sirianni said, and I give him a ton of credit, the game at full speed looks way different than the game in slow motion. And he wasn't blaming the ref. He said it's a tough call, but it's, you know, he said there were other plays in the game we should have made. And... I have sympathy for officials at that level because I don't think it was – I think it, in real time, it's almost like he anticipated it being worse than it was, and maybe they should have got together and said, okay, I threw the flag because I thought he was going to drag him down, and I had to throw it, but then he, then he didn't. I mean, I wonder what went through his mind and what he thought he saw in, in real time because in slow motion, it looks soft as hell, but – it is a tough game to officiate. And I'm not I'm not trying to talk out of both sides of my mouth, but I I I think that job is so much harder than we all oh. realize. And that was a it was a judgment call. Like it wasn't a misinterpretation Look, of the
2: rules. I think we're all trying to be respectful of the profession because it is a difficult job. Yep. yep. The the part where I think we take umbrage is the inconsistency.
1: Yeah. Yep. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news.